Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. So in this first clip, we see Sonic, this like blue hedgehog guy who just speeds around. This guy's like crazy powerful. And, you know, he's just doing his thing, speeding around the city. And he tries to be the hero of the story kind of thing. But he's just trying to do it on his own time, you know? Yeah. Like, he's just riding around in, like, trucks and stuff. I don't even know what he's doing. Stuff is blowing up. He's making a mess. It's it's a bit of a disaster. So he's sitting with his sitting with this guy. He's kind of like his dad. His name's Tom Mikowski. Mm-hmm. He discovered him in the last movie we saw. Um, of Sonic and you know he tells him that moment's gonna choose you he's gotta the time when people are gonna need him when people are gonna need his power is gonna is gonna be chosen for him he doesn't get to he doesn't get to choose that which can be tricky for him to understand saying he kind of has to learn it along the way but eventually that moment comes and here comes Dr. Robotnik this villain who comes back from this crazy mushroom world and he discovers this emeralds he's got like this ultimate power thing, it it's kind of crazy. So Sonic has to team up with this fox named Tails, yep. and they got to work together to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. So they go on the, all these crazy adventures, you know, learn planes and stuff. They're riding around, you know, dodging lasers. I don't yep. like this Doctor Robotnik guy is pretty crazy. Also, he's got a pretty pretty awesome looking mustache. Yeah, and yeah, they're just doing some crazy stuff, like. I don't, it's next level. And it's cool to see all the different people they meet. And it's cool to see like the relationship between Sonic and his kind of father figure. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool dynamic throughout the movie. So anyways, yeah, Sonic goes through a lot of trials. They go through a lot of dangers and they make a pretty good team, Sonic and Tails. Mm -hmm. And eventually they come across this red guy named Knuckles. He's also pretty powerful, just like Sonic. And he's, he's been tricked. He's had a pretty bad relationship with Dr. Robotnik. It's pretty abusive. He's been manipulated by him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in their shared bitterness, they come, they come against Sonic and that doesn't work out for him. So we're going to see how it's all going to turn out in the end. All right. Whoa, so we just saw a super awesome clip there, and well, a lot happened, so I'm going to give you guys a bit of a rundown of what just happened, once my notes connect to the screen. (laughs) That was pretty awesome. Okay, so, oh, almost got it. Sweet. Okay, right there. (laughs) So, after settling Green Hills, Sonic is eager to prove that he has what it takes to be a true hero. Soon, Dr. Robotnik comes and his test comes when he returns to the new partner, Knuckles, in search of a mystical emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a globe-trotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. So, in this movie, we see Tom Mikowski, who, if you don't know, is kind of like a father figure to Sonic, right? And he tells him, there will come a time when this world needs your power, but you don't choose that moment. That moment's going to choose you. And that's exactly my first point. You don't choose the moment. The moment chooses you. 
Jesus said in John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Now, this reminds me of a story in Exodus 3 when Moses was, when Moses was tending some sheep. So it says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Uh, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Oftentimes, being able, to, being able to control what happens next and when can make us feel secure. Uh, but we don't write our own stories. God does. God goes on to tell Moses that he has an assignment for him. And he told him this, go confront Pharaoh and free my people. You see, just like Sonic, it wasn't Moses who planned everything that happened to him. This was all done on God's timing for God's perfect plan. The moment chose him, as the movie would say. But it can be hard not knowing what happens next. If I've been there, when my family was called to move to Chilliwack, I didn't want to go. It would mean having to leave all my friends and having to start over. How could I just trust that God could give back what I would have to give up? He would eventually go on to put new godly friends in my life, but at the time, I didn't trust him. I would just surround myself with whoever would be willing to be friends with me, and that led me to some places I didn't want to be. Um, I felt insecure, and insecurity drives that need for control. So whether it's Sonic or Moses, or even you and I, we have to trust God, because he knows far more than we ever could. Let's watch our next clip. All right, I'm here with my brother Aiden, and in this clip, Sonic meets Robotnik again, and he gets introduced to someone who looks kind of like him, but red. His name is Knuckles, and, and, uh... Um, so is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What's up with Knuckles? Knuckles, he's a bad guy, and he wants, like, this gem. It's, like, ultimate power. Okay. Why does, does he want this gem? Uh, because Sonic's people and Knuckles' people have been, like, at war for a little bit now. And trying to get the gem. That, but Sonic doesn't know about this gem. Okay. Right? So... So Sonic's a little confused, and then they end up fighting through it. And then Knuckles says some pretty mean things, like, you're unskilled, untrained, and unworthy. And then then Sonic's like, you forgot one. He's like, I'm unstoppable. Okay. And then Sonic just, like, keeps getting back up again and again. Then, yeah. <laughs> Right, so then how is Knuckles able to defeat Sonic? Because doesn't he have, like, super speed or something? How is he able to defeat Sonic? Uh, he's able to defeat Sonic because he gets keeps getting back up again and again. And <laughs> with his, like, strength and... <laughs> so does he also have powers like Sonic? Yeah, he also uh, has powers. Oh, all right, all right. So does he meet up with Robonic? How did they become, like, teammates then? Uh... Knuckles finds Robotnik on like this mushroom island where um where they where they meet and then Knuckles takes him back to Earth and then they end up fighting Sonic. Alright. So does this emerald give them powers or something? What makes this so special? Um, so the emerald gives them like ultimate power. But and then, But Sonic doesn't know about it, right? 
Yeah, Sonic doesn't know about it. Oh, so then... So why does he think Sonic has the Emerald if he's never even heard about this Emerald? Uh, I think Sonic has it because his, like, guardian Longclaw was, like, the protector of it, right? Okay. So he thinks Sonic knows where it is, but he knows nothing about this. Uh, so they're going to have this big conflict, and then they're both just going to race for this whole emerald? Is mm-hmm. that the idea? All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. So in this fight scene, they're like, there's like wreckage everywhere. There's a big hole in the wall. Uh, everything's like torn apart. So these guys come to Sonic. Yeah. All right. Hello. <laughs> okay. So the world needed a hero, and we got a hedgehog who is powered with incredible speed. We are introduced to a super uncool evil genius, Dr. Robotnik. Now it's supervillain versus supersonic in an all-out race across the globe to stop Robotnik from using Sonic's unique power for world domination. Mr. Robotnik goes after Sonic and his family. Sonic is faced, faced with the challenge of standing up against a force that wants to oppress his friends, his family, and even the world. Knuckles says to Scott says to Sonic, you're unskilled, untrained, and unworthy. And then Sonic replies, you forgot one, unstoppable. Uh, For my second point, uh, you can't slow down an unstoppable god. (laughs) This reminds me of Moses. I don't know how fast he was, but he was forced to run for his life when he killed an Egyptian soldier for beating a fellow Hebrew in Exodus 2. He ran from Pharaoh because Pharaoh wanted to kill him, and although he was wrong for killing the Egyptian, the Hebrews were also under serious oppression. Pharaoh and the rest of the Egyptians. In Exodus 3, 9 to 11, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go and bring Pharaoh and bring, Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Exodus 3, 9 to 11. Um, God would use a murderer to deliver a message. Although Moses was unsure about himself, one thing, one thing was certain, God was unstoppable. Uh, personally, I felt really scared to come up here like Moses did when he would go up and tell the people. But God helped me go through it, so, yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) All right, I'm here with my dad, Pastor Matt, and we're looking at this clip. In Sonic 2, we see Sonic, and then we see Knuckles and Robotnik. They all meet up in this pyramid fortress, and they're all here for this, this emerald. And Sonic believes that Sonic, that Knuckles and Robotnik are here to take it, and that they're going to use it for evil. And then Knuckles is kind of manipulated, and he's tricked into thinking that Sonic wants to take it and use it for evil. Come on. So they're both kind of, they have this conflict, but they're both like manipulated that they're both evil, but they're, they're both kind of protecting it from each other. So it's kind of like a confused conflict. So they're both fighting for this emerald, and then so we have Sonic's speed, but the thing is Knuckles has like this super strength, right? 
So even though Sonic is insanely fast and we have Knuckles, he's just able to just like, he has this endurance and he can just smoke right through him most of the time. But then eventually Knuckles is able to take over and it feels like sometimes Sonic is able to get over it and like compete, but sometimes it's pretty like 50-50. It's not totally sure who's going to win this fight. So what are the different strengths between Sonic and this Knuckles character? I mean, Sonic has this speed, but he's not always able to predict Knuckles' strong attacks. So he's able to get, like, plowed right through. And then when you see Knuckles, he's really close to getting this emerald. But Sonic is learning to manipulate his attacks, and he's able to predict what's going to happen next with Knuckles. So where's Dr. Robotnik in all of this? Is he in the picture? Um, somewhat. He's in the background. He's kind of just watching this all go down. Hmm. So Knuckles is actually doing all the dirty work for him. Yeah. So that he can get the emerald for himself, correct? Yep. He's kind of just, he's kind of in the background at the moment. He's kind of just watching this all go down. He doesn't really do much. It sounds like he's doing all the manual work. And then, but we can see that Sonic is able to figure out his attacks. He's able to predict everything that's happening. And he's able to blow right through him. Sonic said, my destiny is to protect my friends and family. In Exodus 3, 13:15 says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. My third point is, I can because I am. Sonic's destiny was to protect his family. In Exodus, Moses finds God in the burning bush and is told to save the Israelites from Egypt. Moses' destiny was to save the Israelites, but Moses didn't feel qualified and asked God, what will I say your name is? And God tells him, I am who I am. Say to the Israelites, I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac has sent me to you. Oftentimes, it can be hard to show your friends God's love, and it can be easily brushed off, and we get the idea that someone else will come along the way and save your friends. But God has chosen you and given you the opportunity to save others. And you don't have to worry about what you're going to say because God has chosen you and he will give you the power of his words. Let's see our next clip. So here we have Knuckles. And Knuckles, well, he's got a bad attitude. And he is trying to take out Sonic. Much like how um, we have Moses, who has all these trials coming up. And Knuckles represents the trials in Sonic's life. Now, in this scene, we see Sonic meeting Tails. And Tails would be the equivalent to Aaron with Moses. So, right now, they're driving in a car, getting chased by Knuckles. Knuckles is trying to take them out. And these are all the oppositions that that Moses would have had to go through. And they are in complete fear in this point. And I'm sure their insecurity is spiking because they don't know what they're supposed to do. So here we see them racing away in the cop car and Knuckles busting through a semi-truck ready to demolish Sonic and Tails. 
But Sonic and Tails don't let that stop them. They keep working together and trying to figure out how they can overcome Knuckles. And with Tails' help, they drive off the cliff. And all of a sudden, Tails can fly. And Knuckles cannot. So now Sonic has a buddy that can help him continue on in this journey so he doesn't have to do it alone. I got it. Hello. Thank you. Um, man, I got to tell you that just sitting back there and seeing our, our young men and women worship on stage and speaking on publicly live was just, honestly, is like just in the best way overwhelming. It's, it's so, so amazing to see what God's doing in their lives. And, and uh, yeah, we got some amazing world changes back there. So um, yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a verse. It says in Exodus 4, 10 to 14, it says, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor uh, since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and teach you what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you and he will be glad to see you. So in this clip, we see Sonic and Tails start a wild adventure together, coming up against opposition just like Moses. However, their opposition was Knuckles, where for Moses it was the task to save the Israelites. And because Moses' belief system said, I am not, instead of I am, he felt weak and as though he could never speak to his people in such a way that would lead them out of slavery. So God gave Moses backup, Aaron. And personally, I have never come up to a, like a talking burning bush or anything like that, but I have had my, my, own, uh, my own tasks placed in front of me. And um, I, can, I can recall a time God had a mission for me. And not only were my I am's out of whack, but so was my confidence. In 2014, I was just having, I was just changing my place of work, and I was, I was fresh out of Bible college, and the Bible college I went to, it, it, it affected me. Um, this was just my experience, and, and I got uh, offended, and I let that get between me and God, and, and I just kind of, you know, fell off, and, and I, I left, and I, I joined the pipeline, and I started chasing money. And a year into this job, I had picked up some, some really bad habits that would take 
um, in the future a long time to overcome. And I picked up some poor self-talk. And kind of like Moses, I, I, my I am statements were more about me than they were about God. And a year in, I was just again, focused on making money and buying toys and getting what I wanted, when I wanted, and setting up bad habits. See, God called me out one night. I was sitting on my couch, and I was, yeah, I was just, I wasn't even spending time with the Lord. I was just sitting there. At that time, I hadn't really spent much time with Him. And I remember it was just like night and day and he just flipped a switch in my mind and he rattled my heart and he asked me, do you want to, do you want to die for this or do you want to live for me? You want to come live for me? So the next day I went and I quit my job because that, that hit close. I found myself at that point then working at Home Depot and on a hunt to find a church. But not just another fancy building filled with people. I was looking for something that I had never found before. I was looking for a a family in ministry that would would do life with me. I, I didn't know the word culture at that time, but I was looking for a special culture and not something that I didn't grow up with. I grew up very, very old school and I love it because there are, there's a church for everybody and there, there is a culture for everybody. And I just knew in my heart what I was looking for. And see, most, most church, I, I, most churches, um, like I, I, or sorry, I, I looked at so many different churches and I was like, God, what's going on? And still nothing felt like it connected with me. And I remember driving to work yelling to God, like, why? Why would you ask me to leave a, a career, like a secure career that it not only made a ton of money, but, but it was, it was, it was like promising for a great future, for a family, like the works. And the place I'm at now, I feel looked down upon. Right? And in, in Alberta, the dream job is you go join the pipeline, you make tons of money, you buy a big house and have a bunch of toys, right? That's the Alberta dream. But it wasn't fulfilling. See, um, I, I have nothing against Home Depot. It was just that the, the most of the, the tradesmen that would come in, I was used to having a certain level of respect from them. And when they came in, they started to treat me now like trash because of my title. And they spoke to me with a bunch of disrespect. And, and that took a moment to, to get used to. However, I let insecurity set in. But now... On top of that, to not find a church, I said, God, I've done what I could. I'm at the end of my ability, so please find me a church. Give me the purpose to what you're doing here. This doesn't make any sense. So listen, at the end of us is the beginning of him. We see Sonic out of ideas when, when Tails steps in uh, and, and helps. Just like when we see Moses struggling to accept his mission, Aaron steps in and helps. I was looking for something I had never experienced. And a few days later after I prayed that, Pastor Matt and Pastor Rudy, two of the mightiest men of God that I've ever met, walked in that door. 
See, they engaged me in a conversation, starting to ask me about Ephesians 6, 10, 18, which is the full armor of God. This happened to be my first tattoo. See, I was distant from God. I was, all my fears and anxieties were, were, were more present than God at that time, and I allowed for that to happen, but it was still a foundation. And I went and got this tattoo because I knew I was struggling. I didn't know that it would lead me back to God, and I didn't know that it would lead me through insecurities, and I didn't know that it would lead to a conversation that would lead us here. So they invited me out to this church plant that there was happening in Okotoks. And they linked me with some really amazing people who started to ask me about my passions and things that I wanted to do in life. And my passion has always been family ministry. So they started getting me involved with that and working with the kids and serving on that team. And then they, the day came where Pastor Matt asked me, hey, Delton, do you want to, uh, you want to teach the youth this week? Oh, you mean like speak? Yeah. Yeah, man, sure. You know, but I like that was, that was public speaking is a massive fear. You know that public speaking currently is more feared than death? That's what, that's wild, right? We just had some youth do some stuff that I know a lot of us would struggle with doing. So that's huge. See, the fear and anxiety overflowed me and I had insecurity and all the inner stress and pain. I was going through it all. I was speaking it all. It's funny because I was speaking it over myself and then I was feeling it. Isn't that funny how that works? You speak it and all of a sudden you start to believe it. Right? I had all that, like, the, all the knots inside, and I was like, man, <laughs> it's, it's like five kids, but it feels like a million. What's going on? Like, I'm stressed. And it started, my I am started to become more about what, what I thought I could do versus what God could do. You see, I started to become closer to my fear than my God. And my fear started to look a whole lot bigger than my God was a perception thing. See, be careful what you get or who you get close to. And be aware of the words, I am. If the power of life and death is in the tongue, then we need to keep speaking about Jesus everywhere we go. Because the word is life and it lives in us. And if you speak negatively about I am, you speak down about our God. So... To finish my story, I spoke with Pastor Matt, and I told him about all my fears. And I said, Pastor Matt, I don't speak so good, man. Like, I struggle on the daily as it is just to talk to people. And I, I, he, he said something like this to me. He said, you will do great. Let God speak through you. Change the story in your mind. Be careful what you speak over yourself or you'll start to believe it. So that evening, I went to teach the youth for the very first time. Encouraged, but scared. And as I sat down to tell them all about my testimony, I got really nervous. I lost all focus. I got maybe a quarter of the way through. And I was starting to talk and shake my hand a little bit. And if you know anything about iPhones in the Note app, and you shake it too much, it deletes your notes. So 
I deleted all my notes, and though it was my own testimony, I still forgot my testimony. <laughs> but I believe I got my point across, and uh, yeah, I just believe God spoke through that, and it was good. But even though that happened, Pastor Matt asked me to teach again, and again, and again. And again, and it got to a point where I've now had opportunities to speak to the Joshua House. I've had opportunities to speak in men's service. I've had opportunities to speak at other churches. I get to speak every week in the kids' theater. My wife and I, my beautiful wife and I now get to oversee kids' ministry. And now I'm here in front of you today all because of obedience. And this is a dream for us come true because we were obedient. You see, overcoming insecurity by putting your faith in God's ability instead of our inability can lead to moments you've only ever dreamed of. Lean into God. Our takeaway today is my confidence and strength is found in Christ. So I want to share an opportunity with everybody here. If you're, if you're feeling insecure or fearful or you're full of anxiety or stress or if you're feeling a way that you just really don't want to feel anymore and if you're in a place where you just need more out of life than you're getting and you're feeling like they're just there's just something, there's a piece missing and you can't figure it out, that piece is Jesus. And I invite you to start a relationship with him. And listen, any, any void, excuse me, any void or pain or fear or insecurity, I encourage you to lay that down at the cross and begin a new walk with him right here, right now. And all you have to do is repeat after me. It's as simple as A, B, C, admit, believe, choose. So I just ask you to bow your head and repeat after me. Dear Lord, I admit that I have sinned. And I believe that you died on the cross and rose three days later. And I choose to follow you. So if that was you for the first time, just keep your heads down, everybody. And if that was you for the first time, asking God into your heart, can you just put your hand way up high for me? I just want to celebrate with you. Can you just put your hand up for me? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. You guys can put your hands down. You can put your heads up. So what we do every Sunday is we lift the lid. We take it off of this. There's a tank, a water tank under there. And we use that for baptism. And we do that. We make it easy for everybody. And we know what does baptism means. It means to be fully submersed. So if you feel upon your heart to get baptized today, I'm going to be over there. Rick's going to be over there ready to baptize you. And in Romans, it tells us that when we 
lay down under that water, all our sins are left there and we come up new, just like when Christ was raised from the dead. So we're going to go into a time of worship now. And uh, we'll go from there. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.